Welcome to Speaking the Truth with your host, Anthony Brown. Speaking the Truth is brought to you by Associates Life Coaching and Counseling. If you're feeling blue and don't know what to do, call Anthony Brown. He may help you. Call 1-800-217-7140 or go to anthonywaynebrown.com. Also, Speaking the Truth is brought to you by King Leo Publications. So you'll see several books there. I think I'm on my fourth book, maybe third, because it's a few. Uh, it's one or two I haven't uh, actually released yet. Uh, the newest one is out for. Uh, it's actually not released. It'll be released June 19th, and uh, it's. Uh, but it's on sale at cost because I'm looking for people to review it and give me comments because I really want this to be a good one. Uh, it's called From Darkness to Light, Understanding Overcoming Grief, Death, and Dying. Um, there's another one called Hope, Peace, Love, and Joy, uh, which is about pretty much finding happiness and those things, uh, not just on a personal level, on a societal level, and those things are the recipe to happiness. Uh, another book on... Um, what's my other book? Any Fabulous. Any Fabulous is a book on... Um, that talks about the uh, lost book of survival. And the fabulous is a Latin word, and the word infallible actually comes from that particular word. And uh, there's a one that I really haven't been pushing because it's supposed for a specific group. It's actually a curriculum for uh, Catholic youth, and I'm planning on expanding that. We're actually coming out with a similar version of it for Protestant, and then uh, from that it's. Uh, and, that's, and this is probably down the line. Yeah, I got some other things I want to work on. First, uh, another book uh, that's a daily devotional I think I'm thinking about uh, coming out with. Also have a book of poetry that's under my uh, my stage name, Jess Anthony, called Rebirth from Darkness to Light. And uh, what else do I have? I am working on a piece now. It's halfway done. Uh, about uh, it's a, a political book and it's about uh, this woke movement or this right not really not the woke movement but the right wing movement and how that movement is actually putting our democracy at risk and I'm really working on that I want that to be a good read because that's something I just have to get off my chest uh, because how this so-called anti-woke movement um is uh, affecting education. Uh, so that's kind of what really, and other things too, but that's what really got my attention to, uh, to that made me want to actually say something about it. And through my research about it, I did not know that, um, I did not know that Erica Badu was uh, the person that started the um, the term "woke" uh, as a way, and but that's um, another another discussion for another podcast. I want to do an actual episode on that. Um, but uh, so let's get down to it. Today we are we talking about uh, grief. I'm gonna pretty much define grief and then talk about the way people grieve, the way we grieve. 
Grief is a natural response to loss, but the way people grieve can be different. Each individual experience of grief is unique and influenced by a range of factors, including their personality, culture, and the nature of their loss. So we'll talk about how people grieve with specific examples. There is no right way to grieve and people can experience a wide range of emotions and behaviors during the grieving process. Some people may experience intense emotions like sadness, anger, and guilt, while others may struggle to express their emotions or feel numb. Some people may seek comfort and support from others, while others may prefer to grieve alone. For example, after the death of a loved one, some people may find comfort in talking about their feelings and sharing memories with others. They may find it helpful to attend support groups or seek professional counseling to process their emotions. Others may prefer to grieve privately and find solace in, in um, sol- solitary activities like journaling, exercises, or, med- or med- meditation. Cultural and religious beliefs can also influence how people grieve. For example, in some cultures, morning rituals may involve wearing specific clothing, observing specific rituals, or engaging in specific behaviors. In some religious practices, these rituals can provide a sense of structure, support for individuals who are grieving. Gender can also play a role in how people grieve. For example, studies have shown that men may be less likely to express their emotions openly and may prefer to cope with grief through activities like exercise or work. And this is basically because, well, I'm going to speak from the um, African-American perspective of how we are raised, that we are raised not to uh, show up emotions and when we show emotions, it is a sign of weakness. And in the African-American community, um, at least in my generation, um, it's it, not showing emotion is, is the, it, it uh, well, not showing emotions and also showing masculinity uh, is very important. Being as masculine as you can as possible and, and, and emotionless as possible. Unless you're about to fight, <laughs> so 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 that that's pretty that's pretty toxic. So hopefully, when you know better, you do better. Uh, the saying goes. So hopefully, um, uh, we're raising our children a little bit differently, and we are doing self care so that we can deprogram some of these toxic uh, toxic practices that we were that we were taught. Women, on the other hand, may be more likely to seek support from others and engage in activities like talking about their feelings or engaging in creative pursuits. It is important to note that there is no right or wrong way to grieve and that each person's experience is valid and deserving of support. It is also important for individuals to give themselves permission to grieve in their own way and at their own pace, without judgment or pressure from others. People can grieve in many different ways, influenced by factors like personality, culture, religion, and gender. 
Some may find comfort in sharing their feelings with others, while others may prefer to grieve alone. It is important to honor each person's unique experience of grief and provide support and resources that meet their individual needs. So, one question is, is how long do people grieve? There is no set time frame for how long people typically grieve, as each person's experience of grief is unique and influenced by a range of factors. Grief is a complex process that involves a wide range of emotions and behaviors, and it can take time to work through the different stages of grief. The length and intensity of grief can depend on a variety of factors, such as the nature of loss, the individual's personality and coping style, and the support and resources available to them. For example, the death of a child may result in longer and more intense grief than the loss of an elderly parent. Similarly, individuals who have a strong support system and access to counseling or therapy may be able to work through their grief more quickly and effectively than those who do not have these resources. Some experts suggest that the grieving process can last anywhere from several months to several years, with with the intensity of grief gradually decreasing over time. However, this can vary widely depending on the individuals the individual and their circumstances. It is also important to note that grief is not a linear process and individuals may experience a range of emotions and behaviors through their grieving journey. It is common to experience moments of sadness, anger, guilt, and even joy as one works through their grief. It is important for individuals to give themselves time, space to grieve, and space to grieve in their own way and at their own pace without judgment or pressure from others. Seeking support from family, friends, or professionals like grief counselors can also help individuals navigate the complex emotions of grief and find ways to cope with their loss. So when should a person be referred to a therapist because of grief? Grief being a natural response to loss, it can be a complex and overwhelming process that can impact an individual's mental health and well-being. While some individuals may be able to work through their grief on their own, others may benefit from professional support and guidance to to help them navigate the grieving process. So we will let's explore um, when a person what a person should be when a person should be referred to a, a counselor because of grief. One indication that an individual may benefit from counseling for grief is when their grief is prolonged or complicated. Prolonged grief refers to a grief that continues for an extended period of time, while complicated grief is characterized by intense persistent symptoms that interfere with daily functionings. Symptoms of complicated grief may include intense feelings or sadness, guilt, or anger, a preoccupation with the loss, difficulty, accepting the death, and social withdrawal. Another sign that an individual may benefit from counseling for grief is if their grief is impacting their ability to function in their daily life. This may include difficulty sleeping, changes in appetite, trouble concentrating, and a loss of interest in activities 
they previously enjoyed. In severe cases, grief may also lead to depression, anxiety, or even social, so su- or even suicidal thoughts. Now, when I received my master's in counseling, or when I was working on my master's in counseling, um, one thing that um, the professors brought out is that when you lose someone close to you, you are not going to be yourself for two weeks, more or less. You're just going to be, you may, you not all people, but some people may just be out of it. They won't be able to function. And then after two weeks, more or less, uh, where they still can't function in society in terms of const- uh, taking care of themselves, the activities they leave, living, uh, eating, cleaning, um, bathing, going to work, these type of things, then these are signs when you may need to get uh, have some assistance in uh, dealing with uh, with the grieving process. It is also important to consider the nature of the loss and their individual circumstances. For example, the death of a okay, <laughs> I'm about to repeat myself. The death of a child with may require professional support. Um, Individuals who take a strong support, have a strong support system, have experienced multiple losses or have a history of mental health issues may be particularly vulnerable to the effects of grief. When considering a referral to a counselor, it is important to approach the individual with empathy and sensitivity. Many individuals may be resistant to seeking help for their grief, viewing it as a sign of weakness or a lack of faith. It is important to emphasize that seeking professional support is a normal and healthy response to grief and that there is no shame in seeking help. And I'm hoping that this is changing. I think that people after COVID uh, have taken a more positive look at professional help. So it definitely isn't um, anything that shows lack of faith or or uh, uh, anything that may have you look contrary at your religious convictions or uh, or that something's wrong. It's normal. Individuals should be referred to a counselor for grief if their grief is prolonged or complicated, impacting their ability to function in their daily life, or if they are particularly vulnerable due to a personal circumstances. It is important to approach the individual with empathy and sensitivity emphasizing the normalcy of seeking professional support and the potential benefits of doing so. For example, if you are a person that has a history of substance abuse, seeking counseling during the time of grieving is important. Uh, Substances being legal drugs or, or drugs prescribed or illegal drugs or Drugs that we use for medicinal purposes like marijuana. Uh, that's if you have a history of, of abusing those things. Or someone who uh, has a history of abusing alcohol or binge drinking. Seeking professional help in these situations will uh, is important. By providing support and resources to those who are struggling with grief, uh, we can help them navigate the complex emotions of loss and move towards healing and recovery. 
Take your medication. It is generally considered acceptable to take mental health medication when grieving a recent loss. As the grief process can be overwhelming and may require additional support to manage. However, it is important to consult with a medical professional before taking any medication as they can advise on the appropriate medication and dosage based on an individual's specific needs and medical history. Regarding taking medication when attending a funeral, it depends on the individual's personal preference and needs. If an individual feels that taking medication will help them manage their emotions and function better during their funeral, it may be appropriate to take it. However, it is important to consult with a medical professional before taking any medication, as they can advise on the appropriate medication and dosage on the individual's specific needs and medical history. The type of medication that one should take when needing to go to a funeral depends on the individual's specific needs and medical history. Antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, and sleeping aids are some types of medication that can that may be prescribed prescribed to help manage the systems of grief and support emotional regulations. Now, if it's, if it's an antidepressant, antidepressant rather, um, one thing you may want to consider is medications that are not habit for that aren't habit forming that are not habit forming habit forming. <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied. However, it is important to note that medication should only be taken under the guidance of a medical professional. I cannot say that more and should not be used as a substitute for any other form of support, such as therapy or social support. So if you're taking medication, more than likely a psychiatrist, well, the best way route to go is a psychiatrist uh, prescribing it, but sometimes um, you can get prescriptions from your family doctor but it's still important to still have a counselor a mental health therapist to guide you or some type of other support uh, uh, community support family support life coaching some type of support support from a minister along with that it does not it, it's not either or it should be both so this is the end of this episode on grief. Uh, the next time I would like to talk about types of grief. And so this is the first of my three-part series, maybe four, but I think I can do it all in three-part series on grief and understanding grief. And until you hear my voice again, be well.